0: Welcome to Eye on the Illini folks. This is the Big Ten Expansion Edition. Sometimes the news happens so fast it's hard even for the Illini guys to keep up with it. Tonight this is uh, Illini guy Mike Kegley and I'm here with fellow Illini guys Larry Smith, uh, a guest appearance from the man in the tie and we'll have Brad Sturdy who is uh, not only is he he's vacationing and he's getting on a podcast and of course We have Kedrick Prince, our Director of Recruiting, and in a few minutes, Matt Stevens, our Illini staff writer, is um, going to come on. So let's talk real quick. Uh, It is official. USC, UCLA are part of the Big Ten. They'll be starting in 2024. Pretty incredible stuff. Uh, This morning, nobody knew this was happening. San Jose Mercury News gets a hold of this story. It blows up on the internet. And all of a sudden, um, the world is the oyster of the Big Ten. Larry, you know, you've spent a career in television. What does the addition of these two teams mean to the Big Ten when they are negotiating a new television and streaming contract?
1: Two things, what it means to the Big Ten and what it means to college athletics, to the Big Ten, it means that if they truly were discussing a a a billion-dollar-a-year deal, that price tag obviously just went up. Because now you can go to the table and say we have the top four TV markets in the country and seven of the, I believe, top 15 TV markets in the country as they stand right now. And we don't know what's coming down the pike with other expansion, and I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, you know, this is huge. I mean, you know, you're talking 5 million households you just added, and arguably the two biggest franchise names in California sports in UCLA and, and USC. What it means to college athletics is this is the biggest shift ever in college athletics. There's not, Penn State to the Big Ten 30 years ago, Texas, Oklahoma. No, doesn't matter. This is the biggest. This changes everything. I mean, imagine if Michigan went to the SEC if Michigan or Ohio state went to the pack, that's how big this is. I mean, this is, this is, these aren't just two teams. These are two of the teams in college athletics and and they're joining, you know, the rival conference. So, um, you know, strap in, it's going to get interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, as Brad said, you know, some of Brad's favorite big 10 teams were those John wooden UCLA teams back, back in the sixties and seventies. Hey Brad. So, so you've been around the university of Illinois you know that the ripple effect is, is big. Larry talked about the reality of it, but are there other moves that are afoot? Oh,
2: well, there's no question. They're not done. I mean, they're, they, they this was not a plan like immediate plan. I, I think there's always been an expansion plan um, then, but I think the USC UCLA thing came about and they were just like, hmm, let's go. Now they can go in with these expansion talks with schools like Notre Dame and And, uh, you know, then you, you, that Cal and Stanford have reached out. I know, um, Notre Dame has, has also talked to the big 10 and now you've got, then you throw in a Virginia, you throw in Georgia tech schools like that, that have markets that have meet the academic standards that really fit what the big 10 is all about. And you're looking by 2028 of having a 24 team super conference. That would be astonishing if you think about it now. And by the way, Mike, I am not on vacation just because I eat like at a restaurant doesn't mean I'm on vacation. I thought I, just,
0: in, it, I thought in your neck of the woods that's called a, a real
2: vacation. Real, real vacation, yes. I know we we actually can go on real vacations, Mike. <laughs> Even with my uh, with my hefty Illini guy salary, I can do that. You know, go to all these crazy vacations. So no, I, I'm at a softball tournament, so it's okay. Close enough. Close enough.
0: So so Matt, you you you're you're there um, in Champaign or Peoria, thereabouts, close enough. Um, did you hear anything on this today? What What did you get, um, you know, as this day evolved?
3: No, not today. I didn't. I, I kind of thought USC was – Mike, I think you and I both kind of heard the rumblings of what USC was trying to get accomplished here um, with, with what they were trying to put together, having – I guess, a new athletic administration and I think a new overall administration, if I'm not mistaken. I know they have a a relatively new AD with Mike Bone and obviously a new football coach with Lincoln Riley. And and they're trying to put together a new generation of stuff over there. And they just fit the profile, quite frankly. They're they're a private school that has very, very high academic standards that – Makes a lot of money in football and brings the LA market. Um, the one that again, like everybody else today, I was shocked was it, was UCLA because um, you know I come from the state of Wisconsin, went to high school there, and it's hard to break away from a state university wide system if if you if your state has that. Wisconsin has that with the UW system. California has that. And for UCLA to tell Cal and all the other receiving Cal schools, we're no longer going to be a part of that. That's that's politically really, really hard for them to do. So I kind of learned about this as it was going along everywhere else, like everybody else, and just kind of tried to confirm it through you know sources as it was getting confirmed by other people, to be quite frank with you. But um, it wasn't really surprising, but it definitely was surprising the way it kind of came about today,
0: or at least for me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Matt. Ked, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, you know, one of those one of those stories that kind of mushrooms during the day.
4: Well, you know, not to just play devil's advocate. I mean, I'm kind of old school. I'm not a fan of it, but I understand why. I, I really do. You know, I you. I think Larry mentioned Penn State joining the league 30 years ago. I wasn't a fan then. I'm still not really a fan, even of Rutgers of Maryland. But I know the game is changing. It, it it's it makes sense. A lot of things is about you know, the almighty dollar right now. And, you know, I, I I guess one of my jobs is recruiting. I think it's going to, you know, help with recruiting because you can go out West and you can sell recruits, you know, a little bit easier because you're going to be playing in the Big Ten. I'm really curious to see, I think all of you guys have at least mentioned Notre Dame. That's the one school I'm really going to see if they're just going to roll over because for years they've avoided the Big Ten and now maybe they may do it as well. But, it's not the end of the world. I guess, you know, I, I've always talked about change and, you know, I'm all for change. It's just different, you know, because seeing all these conferences turn into these power conferences, what it's going to look like, the college playoff games um, possibilities. So it's it's out there. Um, and they caught everybody by surprise. And what's really weird is it's going to come into effect next year within one year. Usually this stuff takes two and three years. You know, this is a one-year thing. And, I have to give the Big Ten credit. They talk about being the king, and today, they're the king again.
0: So, um, when we take a look at this, um, it, you know, Larry, do you, you get the you get the idea that if, it's, if they want to go big here, are we going are they capable of doing two divisions? Could they even add a, a number one and number two, or do you, for each division and then have a game? Do they go a top four? Or do they just go number one and number two out of the, the, the 18, you know, 20 teams they've
1: got? Oh, you could do a playoff. I mean, the SEC what was talked about with 16 teams doing a four-team playoff, kind of four quadrants kind of thing. You know, Brad mentioned a possible super conference of 24 teams. I mean, that's, there's nothing Nothing's out of the question. You know, when we first discussed this earlier today on the IlliniGuys.com forums, You know, I mentioned then that, you know, I don't like 18 schools, but what about Stanford and Cal? And I hate the idea of 20 schools, but look, you could have these, you know, there's really no limit to this to, in terms of where this could go. And you, you can blame the big East, you know, back in the, in the two thousands when they went to 16 teams. And I remember back in 2009 and everyone touted Louisville as this super team is going to win the, the NCAA basketball championship, but they, they won the big 10 regular, the big East regular season and tournament championship without facing the other two team, other two best teams. So that's the thing now is that you're, and we've seen this in football with SEC and with Big Ten that you don't really play around Robin. I mean, you know Alabama and Georgia never meet, you know, unless it's in the championship game, maybe. You know, so this is one that's wide open. The idea of competition and and getting a true champion by playing everybody else went out the window a long time ago. Um, I, I'm old school like you guys. I don't like it, but that's the reality. That's where we're headed. Again, it's about TV money and football and and and, and households. Um, So what's really possible scheduling wise? It's not that difficult once you decide what. Let's say you get to twenty four teams. Well, you divide them up in, you know, in quadrants of six, and and you arrange it to where you play those six home and home, and then you branch out and play the others in all sports. So the idea of you know this does come to pass. The idea of Rutgers making a yearly trip out to California is not going to come uh, for fruition. Not just for football, but really any other sports.
0: Yeah, and and we saw last, you know, during the pandemic, Kevin Warren really had kind of uh, a feet of uh, stone, didn't move very well in terms of uh, response to COVID, et cetera. Brad, have you, if you have any idea, is this, is this like a Jim Delaney consulting in the background, helping get this done? Is this, is this Kevin Warren? You have any idea whose brainchild this is?
2: Um, it no, it's uh, it's UCLA and uh, um, USC, yeah. I mean, exactly, they they went to the Big Ten. Um, I think that's wild. Um, you know, when you think about that, uh, that they wanted to do, you know, that they 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 approached the Big Ten, and that's that's really where this all comes from. And and so, the Big Ten's like, they're not gonna say no. Um, and, and it sounds like there are others, you know, it sounds like other schools are now, um, you know, jumping in too. Um you know, I think Washington and now Oregon is the latest one that has, is interested. So it's, it's, it's very fluid. This is going to be crazy. And the big 10 just now has to, now it's up to Kevin Warren to just kind of, I, he holds all the cards and now he just has to make his, you know, and pick the right ones. I, I think to pick the right schools that he needs to, to, to be successful. So it's going to be a, a going to be really interesting to see how he handles this. Because he does not, he's clearly not the visionary that Jim Delaney was. So we'll see how that rolls.
0: Yeah, I, I always wonder: is does Jim have a some sort of uh, uh, you know emeritus status there or consultant for life? Maybe he's helping out because um, boy, the cards just magically really look good for uh, the Big Ten right now. Um, um, so if, if we're talking about this, Matt. You know who are you going to target? If you got USC and UCLA, who do you target next? Do you follow the same pattern that we're, that Brad's here out at University of Illinois,
3: Stanford and Cal? That's the easy one. They're both they're both AAU schools. Uh, they both. Here's the thing about the Big Ten, and you still can't get away from this. And this is why, as the statement just got revealed a couple of minutes ago, the vote was unanimous to to put these two schools in. And the reason the vote was unanimous was they just fit the profile if you look at the profile you have to allow for academics stanford and cal both fit the bill there you also have to allow for um you know research dollars that these schools bring in like the universities as a whole when you bring in the conference stanford and cal check that box too and so i I would say if you're going to go west you know you you, and I, i said it on our boards washington deserves to be part of this conversation but if you're going to go west, you might as well take two more big boys out of California, in my personal opinion. And Stanford and Cal are the first ones. And then if Notre Dame is involved in this, and I, and I, I, I again, I agree with Brad. I think they are involved in this somehow, some way, or at least on the peripheral, trying to figure out what they want to do. Um, then the, the media rights deal for the Big Ten, it, it leans more toward me thinking that Peacock, Notre Dame is or I'm sorry Peacock NBC as part is going to be announced as part of this along with Fox. My thought in the whole thing is I saw something on social media today that makes a whole lot of sense which is I I, I foresee that we're going to end up with two leagues and one's going to be called the ESPN and the other's going to be called Fox. That's basically what we're doing here. I mean and I don't have a problem with it. I come from professional sports so I can I can dig this. Like the regional rivalry stuff doesn't Mean a whole lot to me. I, I, I dig the idea of Illinois playing a conference game against UCLA. I'm fine with it. Um, so the idea that so I, I just think you, you've got to go back to the network partners and think, you know, Fox is going to play a part in this. Maybe Peacock, NBC, if Notre Dame's involved, is going to play a part in this. And then Mickey Mouse is going to have an, another answer to this because, you know, they, they started this with Texas and Oklahoma and we'll, we'll figure out where they go from here.
0: So um, I just saw Larry sit up there really quick, but one of the, one of the uh, uh, things I was thinking about, if I'm the SEC, maybe my counter move is to call up Ohio state and see if I can get them to jump to the SEC. Maybe, maybe do that to kind of like change the equation. Larry, is that an insane move or, or is Ohio state is in this new world of, tv and 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 you know households are they not worth as much as what they might have been in the past i don't know
1: well i i think they're a name i think anything's possible um but if you're ohio state do you leave i mean mean, right right, exactly yeah uh, i i i I don't i don't know that if you're a big 10 team right now you're making look i think last year sec teams in 2021 i think they got a check for 54 million each if i'm not mistaken um, which was still a little bit behind what I what I believe the Big Tens do right now. It's a leap years, but it's a, it's a quantum leap behind what the Big Ten is going to make with this. Yep. To me, if you're Ohio State, I ain't going anywhere. But I tell you this much, I- anyone listening to this, if your favorite school is not in a top 40 market, you you're about to become insignificant in this new world. And I'm talking about Kansas, Kansas State. I'm talking about Syracuse. One conversation I had with someone was, you know, Syracuse, and would the Big Ten want them? I said, you don't really bring what the Big Ten needs. The Big Ten already has New York with Rutgers. They have the New York market. What do you bring? You're going to see team, a, a team like Syracuse very that's not very strong in football and comes from a small market will wind up the path of UConn. Do you know where UConn football is right now, what conference they're in? They don't have one. <laughs> they're, they're independent. I didn't know that till today. I had to go look it up. They're so irrelevant. I had no idea what conference they're in right now. That's potentially Syracuse. You could see Syracuse as great an athletic program as that is in the history involved where their football team goes back to where they were, you know, back in, you know, 1960, when they last, won their, they're only in the national championship in football and with their back to being an independent and their basketball joins the big East and everyone's happy because, Hey, we get to play Georgetown twice a year. Great. But you're losing out on all that TV money. Um, but if you're one of those kinds of schools that you're out, Kansas city's number 34 market right now. So that's, it's possible. But, you know, if you're Oklahoma State, Oklahoma City's market 44, um, Louisville market 49, Memphis 51. I just don't see it happening in this new world because, as Brad mentioned, it's it's you take the current teams and if you're a Duke or Carolina or NC State, um, you know, you'll get the Raleigh market number 24, Charlotte market number 22. We mentioned Georgia Tech. Those are the schools right now. Um, and I, and I mentioned, but I'm not trying to separate this too much. I want to, don't want to dominate this, but one of the thoughts for people to think about if you're the ACC right now, I'm very concerned because if Duke and North Carolina leave what's left. You now become, the, you're a glorified Metro conference from the 1980s. And I'm okay. not kidding. Look at the teams in the Metro back in the eighties and look at who's left if Duke and, and you and UNC leave.
0: So kid, I know you're a big traditionalist. So. What do you think about Illinois having to go on an Eastern swing and in Duke and North Carolina in a Big Ten game, you know, in the next couple of years?
4: Well, I'll tell you what, yeah, just listening to all the feedback – from all of you guys. I mean, it's it's a very educational for one. Great job. Kudos to you guys. Uh, one of the things that caught my eye, I guess, is what happens to those little guys, to those small schools? You're right. You know, those schools who don't have good football programs. I bet because this happened today, I'm really curious to see what, like Larry mentioned, what's going to happen to the SEC? All these other schools are going to start trying to pull. I mean, we've always talked, heard about Texas wanting out, Oklahoma. This is going to be, it's going to be different. And I'm just, you know, for me personally, this sounds really stubborn. And I have nothing personal against Notre Dame like a lot of people do. But you know what? If they if they want to come in now, I don't know if I would do it just because the Big Ten has asked for 100 years to be involved. But now it's probably panic mode for them. So I don't know. I, again, I'm a traditionalist. I like it. But, you know, and it's going to be interesting, too. I mean, it's something that we haven't seen before and you know, going and playing those other schools that you haven't played, and I want to see how this is going to be aligned, how it's going to be aligned, and who's going to be where. I'm just, I guess, from that standpoint, I'm excited. And with the TV market, it is. I mean, I think that's helped Big Ten recruiting anyway because the Big Ten network now it's going to be a lot easier to go get a kid because you're going to be seen on TV all the time. If not, you can even see them on your phones. People don't know how important that is when I talk to recruits. From out east, that's one of the things they talk about. My parents can't come see me or eat up there in Florida. They can get the Big Ten Network, even though it's going to change now, uh, possibly, to sing every game. So it's, that part is is going to be really good because you can get kids from all over the country easier now than what you have been in the past.
0: So, so, so that brings up a great question. You know, Brad, um, Matt brought up Matt brought brought up uh, Fox versus ESPN. So if the Big Ten is a fox, you know, essentially uh, ally, and and they're killing it on the airwaves. Does ESPN stop featuring Big Ten teams on their highlights as much, and and kind of, you know, try to give them the proverbial cold shoulder because now they're uh, the competition as much as they are a news story to be covered.
2: You mean more than they already do? Yeah. Well. <laughs> So you're, you're assuming that's not already happening. It's a happening
0: a little point. bit. Yep.
2: Yeah. But- I, I just think it's going to get worse. And you know, the, the, the thing you're going to see the big 10 network wants to have the same amount of uh, you know, advertising revenue um, that they have, you know, that ESPN has then sell the rights to their games um, to ESPN. Well, so they can double dip. I mean, it's just a, they have a, they have the they have hand right now. I guess is the way to to say it. And so, I I really think you're on the right track. I think it's going to change a little bit, but I don't think there ever gonna be a situation where there's no no nothing happening there. But I will say that there's it's gonna be more. It's just gonna gradually become more and more slanted towards the SEC than and the ACC for now while it still exists. And and then Fox will be more geared towards the Big Big Ten. We
0: got we got Larry nodding now, Larry. One other question: Are we rapidly approaching the point when we've heard you know conjecture that that uh, the Fox show, the Fox game at noon, uh, the Big Ten would like, then they would like CBS to replace their old SEC game with a Big Ten game, and then NBC slash Peacock would get a Big Ten game at the end of the day? If if this expansion starts hitting, is three enough?
1: Well, it is because you're going to add all the Fox cable uh, channels as well. And, and you're going to add the big Ten network. So envision this just as you have ESPN, ESPN two, ESPN, you showing three games, maybe ESPN news, ESPN Pi. I mean, I've, I've lost track, yeah. but yeah. just as they have the ability to show multiple games at once. So does Fox and all of its family of networks. And there's no reason why just as you see an ESPN kick a game to ABC, you could also see, even though Fox is the main one, you could see at the same time, at separate deal for a premier game on cbs as well so you could have fox with a noon game fox with the prime time game cbs in the middle and then behind that you've got all the other games uh several other g- key games that are on their cable networks and then of course all games are streaming as we have now on on btn plus and, and and espn plus and so on and so forth so what matt brings up about having two leagues one espn one fox is very doable 20 years ago you wouldn't see that cross-pollinization that you that you you see but you know it's like it's the ryan secrets of television you know there's nobody else who has worked for fox nbc and abc all at once um but that's where we are right now and i think it's very possible to see potentially in the next three four or five years uh marquee beat big 10 games on fox and cbs and several cable channels all at once
0: well maybe maybe you know larry smith might be the the, the guy who takes Fox all the way up into the stratosphere with this.
1: I'm, um, st- I'm still happy to jump in and, and help out with NBA finals studio coverage. And the same with the NCAA tournament. I'm, they have my number. I'm happy to help since they've. Uh, you know.
0: but let's not talk about the NBA, <laughs> the NBA coverage. <laughs> Cause I, I, I really, anyway, that, that's, that's the subject people are tired of hearing about um, Matt. Does this put any pressure on Brett Bielma to get a winning season under the belt? as they start figuring out, like, what division pod, whatever they're going to set up the Big Ten next year or in the next years? Yeah, let's
3: not misconstrue anything. Fred Bielema's job just got more difficult
0: because Lincoln Riley's putting together something really
3: spectacular, I think, at Southern Cal. And, um, you know, Chip Kelly's actually doing something pretty nice at UCLA over over the last couple of years, especially with what he did essentially just breaking it down to its bare bones and then doing a recruiting job because Clay Helton couldn't get his act together at Southern Cal. But um, in the same way that I feel like Mario Cristobal has got something rolling real quick at Miami, I feel like Lincoln Riley's got that same kind of kind of mojo going on at Southern Cal. So there's no doubt in my mind that Brett Bielema's job just got a heck of a lot more difficult to, to, to dovetail off of what Larry said though, like, he was kind of looking at schools outside the Big 10. Imagine some of the schools inside the Big 10 right now who couldn't be more happy about being grandfathered into this sucker. Because if you're Purdue in West Lafayette, Indiana and they're not going to ever kick you out of the league, they're dancing a happy dance right now because if they if this was actually a truly a business deal 100% They'd be jet setting out of this league in a second, and I and I'm not entirely sure that like Illinois isn't on the jet setting list more than they're on the you know hey let's let's big boy list let's put it that way.
4: So now, why do you feel that way? About of, I'm just curious. Why do you feel I'm just really curious? It's a good point. Why do you feel that way about Purdue? Because West you
3: know, Lafayette, Lafayette has no market value whatsoever. Okay. Period. And they're not close enough to Indianapolis to give a darn because that would be IU. Um, they, they, are, they are literally the school that has no value to the league other than the fact that they. Oh, I'll give you another example. School I covered. You think some folks in Starkville, Mississippi, aren't really cool, aren't real keen about the idea about Texas and Oklahoma joining their league and having one 14th or 16th of that kind of a pie? Because, again, if we if we did this whole thing all over again and we just everybody doesn't have a conference anymore and we're all just drafting teams for a conference, the Mississippi states, the can like, and the Purdue's and the Kansas states and the Kansas's, they would not be drafted for a good long period of time. Let me I mean, So 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 if you're if you're sitting there and you're Northwestern or even I'm, I'm, I mean, again, I think that they're probably on the big boy list more than they're on the jet setting list. But if, if you're, if Illinois is kind of balancing that fence, if you if you're in my personal opinion. So like if you're Illinois right now and you're sitting there going, boy, I'm real glad that in like 1895, we, we, we had this big 10 conference deal. Like that's, that, I mean, there are a whole lot of schools today that are really happy about the, why was the vote 14, nothing? Because if you're sitting in. Piscataway, New Jersey, right now. You're going, yeah, what, baby? Like, we, we, we need some more. We, I'd love some more of that money. Um, so and, and look at Maryland's situation about why they left the ACC. They left the ACC because they were in debt. Like the Big Ten covered their financial debt. Um, so there are a whole bunch of schools that are loving the idea that they're going to get grandfathered into this thing and and they're never going to get kicked out. So, um. Yeah, I, I think it's a great day for the Big Ten, and I think it's a great day for the current 14 schools that are in it because they, they now get a huge portion of a pie that I don't know that they thought they were going to get before this happened. Because, it, again, having the, the, the second largest media market in your league that you didn't have yesterday is a huge thing when you come up to a media rights deal that, oh, by the way, was supposed to be announced in May, and now we figured out now why it wasn't announced in May, and that's, now we know why, because at some point, Southern Cal's provost called Kevin Warren and went, gee, you think you might want to, like, let us in the party, and for, I have to imagine, for about two and a half seconds, Kevin Warren thought about it and went, yeah, that that, that works for me. Let's let's." I, take it. Well, I mean, I've taken if you're Kevin Warren, I've taken enough shots because the 14 presidents and chancellors in my league decided to like run me over constantly on on, on a public decision, and I had to cover their butt because that's what I'm paid to do. This is a big day for Kevin Warren because he gets to walk out of here and go, "Hey, I got good news today." Like, and 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 there ain't anything you guys can do about it. So, I think it's a great day for everybody involved in the Rosemont office, and and I they're they're probably having a party right now.
0: So, uh, Brad and Ked, you guys are the basketball guys. So what, are, what is going on in the mind of coaches across the country, like Bill Self, who doesn't have a football program at Kansas, uh, Gonzaga, who doesn't have a football program. Well, they actually don't have one. Kansas just doesn't really do anything. Um, what are some of these, these basketball powers like that what do you think these coaches are thinking in terms of, you know, their futures? Are they all of a sudden looking to Big Ten or SEC schools for more opportunity? Or how would you handle it? Brad, I'll let you go first, and then we'll go to Ked.
2: Well, I mean, I think that the, the biggest thing, I think you're going to see um, a school like uh, Gonzaga join the Pac-12. I mean, they're going to try and get in there because they'll get more money uh, from the Pac-12 than they would have, you know, if they can get rights there. And it's good for the Pac-12 to kind of save face a little bit. They're going to try and go raid the Big 12. Um, Kansas wants to, you know, has interest in joining a different league as well. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, obviously, it's all about money. Like, which, how can I generate the most revenue um, for, uh, you know, for my, um, you know, for my university, and that's what they're looking for right now. By the way, I will say the reason Purdue doesn't have val- value is because they do not have a Joella's hot chicken in West Lafayette. And that is the real problem because Indy, <laughs> they have those in Carmel. If they had that, I think that the market value would increase. I will say this. If you were doing a big 10 radio show now, man, the market just increased two for that for ad sales. <laughs> what do you think of that? Is that- I mean, I'm just saying it just randomly. If that was happening, Mr. Flair
1: says, woo. woo! All of a sudden, that would be huge, wouldn't it? That's that'd be, that'd be huge. that doesn't exist out there. That'd be awesome.
2: Yeah, the Big Ten radio they could find it. People in so- SoCal could find all about the Big Ten schools. I think that's a fantastic idea. People in SoCal
0: might be getting a phone call tomorrow. So you never know.
2: <laughs> could happen. Could
0: happen. Oh boy. So, Ken, what are you doing? If you're Mark Few out in the middle of Gonzaga, or out in the middle of Washington, or you're you're Bill Self, or you know, you think of several of these these basketball powers. You know, you're at Creighton. Um, what, are you, what, what are you doing right now? Well,
4: you know what? If I'm a school, this is mean what would make the Big Ten attractive, specifically talking basketball. Because I take the conference, Larry Mitchell, I'm kind of concerned. I'm not concerned, but if I'm the ACC, I'm concerned. But I look at a school like Louisville. I think a school like Louisville. Creighton would be good to to come to the Big Ten. Um, I think one of the attractive schools and uh in the ACC, but you're always gonna look for that Duke of North Carolina thing. And you know, I know a lot of people were upset with Maryland enough to Big Ten because Maryland was a big factor in the ACC and basketball. So I you know something's gonna happen in basketball because like one thing that You know, the three of us learned when we were, uh, me and you and Matt, when um, when we were in our Josh Whitman's roundtable was the amount of money that the basketball team generated this year. I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, I think it was the most ever that they had ever generated um, from a funding standpoint. So, you know, the Big Ten basketball is great. So I I wouldn't be surprised to see something come up out of there as well because, you know, who wouldn't want to be a part of it? I mean, it's a great conference, and to me, the SEC and the Big Ten – you know, they're just a step above everybody else. The Big East used to be, but they've kind of visited a little bit. So there's a, a number of teams. I just, what I don't want to see, and this is no disrespect to Rutgers, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but I'm not the only guy that feels this way. I don't want to see them just pick up a Rutgers, just me picking up a Rutgers. If you're going to do, add to the basketball, do what the football You know, side of it did. You just added two powerhouses, and there's possibility of more. You know, the tradition at USC and UCLA is second to none. So I would do the same thing with basketball.
0: So uh, as we as we kind of get this towards wrapping up here, and we really appreciate all of you fans. Of course, you, can, you, you get a chance to go to IlliniGuys.com. This is another time. I'm telling you, as this next month or so goes forward, you're going to want a subscription because these are the type of things that Brad, Ked, and, and Matt are going to hear every rumor, every whisper. There are things that people won't put their name on. So you're going to have to, we, we can't put it as a story. It's got to go in our message boards. So this is a perfect time to do your seven day trial. Find out how good IlliniGuys.com is. You will be very, very thankful for $99 a year. You get a subscription, you know, everything that's going on and not just, you know, this type of, uh, not just Illini stuff, but big time conference things as well. And of course, you can also hear us talk about this on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. That's a 30 station syndicated show. It's across Illinois from Chicago to St. Louis, from, you know, and and all parts in between. Um, You know, go to IlliniGuys.com, hit the radio button, and you can see all the stations. You can see, uh, find one near you, find out what day it's on and what time it's on. You can tune in and hear us there. And of course, we have this podcast, The Eye on the Illini, as well as KEDS Recruiting Roundup and Sturdy for 30 to keep keep you up to date. So, um, Larry, as we, as we kind of wrap this up here, why don't you give us some of your final thoughts? And, and again, we appreciate you taking time to come on here. That 30 years in the uh, uh, big time media space is really valuable to give people a perspective of, of what's being looked at from the business side here.
1: Well, <clears throat> I appreciate that. I was just going through some comments here on the IlliniGuys.com message boards that you were talking about and um, the members having a, just a great conversation right now And there. One question was in terms of from TV execs, what they're thinking um, and what they're hoping on the local level is that whoever their affiliate is, that they're a part of this because all that ad money trickles down, right? So, um, you know, this is, a you're witnessing um, an historic change in college athletics. This is much bigger than, uh, the SEC going to, um, you know, expanding to, to, to 12 teams uh, several years ago and then 14 teams and then now 16 teams. Um, this is different, as I mentioned, than Penn State to the Big Ten. It's different from the ACC absorbing the Big East. I mean, this is, this is massive because for the first time, you've got geographical boundaries busted. They're shattered. This is the first mega coast, by coastal conference in college athletics history. So you're going to see a lot of changes coming up and um, college athletics in five years is going to look a lot different than what any of us have been used to. And for some of us who are getting kind of long in the tooth and myself was included in that, um, this is the kind of thing that we never thought we'd ever see. When you think about, you know, back, you know, before my time, but the Pacific Coast Conference was the Pac-8 at one time. You know, I mean, for old timers, University of Chicago was part of the Big Ten. This is massive and we can't sit here right now. We have no idea where this is going, but Brad mentioned earlier to go to a couple of 2014 conferences, super conferences really is, is, um, is not uh, out of the realm of possibility. And keep in mind, this happened because of the pandemic. Um, Because of the pandemic, we now can visualize, we know what it's like for students to learn virtually. And it's something that Stanford has done really, really well with their athletic program and their academics kind of tying into that and, that's another conversation. But now getting into bi travel and, and the non-rev teams traveling, you're going to have a lot of this where teams now realize they can take part of this. So I don't know if we did, if we had the pandemic, that that would have happened because it would still say, what about the student athletes? Well, now the student athletes, as we know, we saw Kofi Coburn finish his semester in Jamaica. He, he was, he was, they're going to be online. So that's part of the equation. Um, but this is, this is massive USC seeing where the landscape is going. And as Matt mentioned, grabbing UCLA as a travel partner. Um, I'm curious to see if we will see some of the pairs of schools break up Stanford and Cal Oregon, Oregon state, uh, Washington and Wazoo, Arizona, Arizona state, Kansas, Kansas state, Duke, North Carolina. Will they leave NC state behind, uh, the research triangle? They all, are they a package deal? So, um, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be painful for some of us who, um, you know, we, we're old-timers and we like the nostalgic times, but it's a new day. And just get ready to um, watch college sports in a whole different way in about uh, three or four years. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Cad, what are your final thoughts?
4: Well, Larry just made me feel bad because he's right, though. I'm one of the old-timers, but he's right. I, I, I'm, it's different, but I'm kind of excited to see where it's going to go um you know i just think about the possibilities and the revenue the amount of money you know i'm just going to specifically speak for the university of illinois the amount of money and with josh whitman being there and the way he's invested the you know the money within the sports programs i, I think it's a positive thing uh it's going to take some time to get to get used to um but that's going to be with, with a lot of people and i'm just really curious to see right how this how this is going to work out with TV, if it's going to change what days people play football on, you know, it may be different now, even more. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into play, but I know at the end of the day, this about student athletes, but this is about money and that's okay because it's, it's there. And it's, it's good. It's good for the conferences. And, you know, um, as Larry mentioned as well, I'm really curious to see what the middle pack is going to do. Some of those schools who aren't, but, the thing that Matt mentioned, and we all know this, to be in the Big Ten, you have to have high academic standards. They're just not going to take anybody if you don't have the academics and and, and that's not put in order. Except so, for Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, but so I'm just. But you know what I tell you right. But they bring a lot to the table. I mean, way more so than Rutgers. But when you look at all the sports combined. That's another thing. You know, the Jim the, Jim Delaney looked at. It was a lot of sports, not just one or two. You can't just have one sports program and not even have a chance to compete. Because look, at, if you look at Rutgers and Maryland, they fired the coaches. They made them step their game up because you you got to compete, you know, same with Brett Bielema. I mean, it's going to be different because everybody else is going to be better and you have, you have step your game up when it comes to recruiting.
0: Yep. Thanks, Ked. Matt, you're going to get the mostly last word since I get a close. I, I don't mean to make this
3: political, but it, it interests me that it seems to me like like-minded institutions are starting to come together to form these super leagues. And maybe I'm a little bit naive about this, but it makes a lot of sense for me that the Big Ten's response to this was to go get USC and UCLA. And why do I say that? To dovetail off of what Larry said, the pandemic year of 2020, because you had two conferences in the SEC and the Big 12 that were ready to go gung-ho and, you know, take everything they wanted from their, you know, Football addiction and and didn't care about the didn't care about the consequences. And you had the Big Ten and you had the Pac-12 that were really really antsy about doing the, having a COVID football season. And it it makes a lot of sense to me that the Big Ten would immediately have a or at least that U.S. Let, let's put it this way that Southern Cal and UCLA would want to call the Big Ten first and say, you know, can we can we can we jump on board here? We're not happy with where we're at. Can we jump on board with you guys? Because we have like-minded presidents and we have like-minded chancellors and we have like-minded athletic directors who think about things in a similar way. So I do think that when we break this off, and I do think it's going to be two power, power leagues that form. Um, I think it's going to be a drastically different league over here and a drastically different league over here. And I don't mean to like, do the political red state blue state thing, but I think that's where this kind of could be going too, because that's where the co- entire country is going. And so, um, you know, I, I think that there are like-minded institutions all across the country that the Big Ten could pick off. You know, Notre Dame being one. I've I've thrown out on our boards the University of Miami, which like they have academics, they have like-minded presidents, they have of, of all kinds of things. Stanford and Cal make a lot of sense. Since I just I find it really, really interesting that like-minded institutions, because the world and the country are getting smaller and smaller as as the years kind of go on, that are just kind of going coming together to make everything maybe unanimous and easier to work into when we have issues like a COVID year again. Because I just I don't think we're gonna have that kind of divisiveness like we had before in these two power leagues. I think you're gonna have like the NFL the AFC and the NFC, and they're going to they're have two different mindsets, probably, and a little bit different than what the NFL has. But they're going to be just – they're going to have their sets. It's kind of like what Josh Whitman talked about, Mike, with us when we you and Mike – you and Ked and I were there. You know, we, you you got to have a, a set of rules here, and we'll have a set of rules here. And eventually, at some point, we'll all just meet for a championship and figure it all out. I think that's, that's where we're headed.
0: Well, it looks like Josh was a little more prescient than maybe we thought he was. Uh, but, you know, you know, I, I think this is this is an interesting time um, for those of you who are listening. You know, there were years ago on another board where people like myself and Larry and Brad were writing about this very subject back in 2010. And um, I think I had a, I think I had a, the ACC in terms of uh, Georgia Tech. Um, along with uh, North Carolina, Duke, and Virginia going to the Big Ten. And I think I also had uh, USC, UCLA, Stanford, and Washington going there. You know, Larry's had very similar things. Uh, and then I rounded that out with Texas and Notre Dame. The reason I keep saying Texas is when when uh, Matt's talking about like-minded institutions, Texas really fits more as a big research Um, university. It fits more with the Big Ten profile than it does the SEC profile. Mm -hmm. And when they look at the average dollars that the Big Ten is going to get, Texas might be thinking, well, is there any language in this contract that'll let me wiggle out since I'm technically not in the SEC yet? That might be something if I was the Big Ten, I would take a look at. But that is really all that, that we have here we, you, you want to tune in to Eye on the Illini because um, we're kind of sports geeks and we love talking about this stuff. So if you're a person who gets your fix by talking about uh, conference realignments and why the schools would do what they, they they'll do and where they'll fit in, then you've got the right podcast for you. And of course, the other added benefit that we have is when we can get Larry on, which isn't every single time he can give you not just a hypothetical of like what a network might do. He can give you the hypothetical of somebody who's been at a network for 20 years. So with that, this is Illini guy, Mike Kegley, and I am thanking fellow eye guys, Larry Smith and Brad Sturdy for coming on board, as well as Illini guy director of recruiting Kedrick Prince and Illini guy staff writer, Matt Stevens. This is going to be your home for this So over the next few weeks, please go to IlliniGuys.com and please listen to these podcasts and the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular so that you don't get left behind. Thank you very much and have a great day.